Welcome to episode 20 of Miles and Pints, the Travel and Beer Podcast. I'm Derek Dye. And I'm Jeff Brownson, and together we're drinking our way through this amazing world one pint at a time. Whether you love to travel, you love a cold local beer, or you just can't get enough of either, you're listening to the right podcast. That's what we're here to talk about. We don't have a guest on the show today, because it's time for another one of our Miles and Points with Pints episodes. Derek and I are going to get you up to date on the major happenings in the credit card, travel rewards, and travel spaces. So hold on tight. There's a lot to go over. Before we get to that discussion, though, let's take a minute to thank our regular listeners. Without you, we'd just be talking to ourselves. If you haven't already, click that button to subscribe to the show so you don't miss anything we have coming down the line. And now let's get to the good part. So sit back, relax, crack open your favorite brew, and enjoy these updates from the world of Miles and Points. All right, everyone, welcome to our latest update show. As always, I have Derek Dye with me today. And Derek, how are you doing tonight? I am doing wonderful. How are you, Jeff? I'm fantastic. And tonight we're going to we're going to talk about credit cards, we're going to talk about hotels and airlines, we're going to talk about general travel stuff, and we're going to make sure everybody knows what's going on in this world as things hopefully start to open up, it's looking like. Jeff, you know what's so fun about this episode every single month? The fact that whenever you and I hang out, we drink beer, and we talk about miles and points. Yeah, so now we're just recording it. It's exactly! Just- People get to get inside the minds of Jeff and Derek when they hang out, right? It's a scary, scary thought. But <laughs> if we're at a brewery, if we're at really wherever we are, if we're at a hotel, anytime we've seen each other, we've had beers and we've talked about miles and points. So yeah, yeah. It's, that's I a think good we're point. obsessed with a few things, or at least that's that's what all signs are pointing to. I mean, we say I think we say on the site that we're passionate about these two things. So yeah, yeah, I think mm. that's right. I think we I are. I think that's right. But let's uh, get right to that drinking part tonight and talk about what we're drinking. What do you have there? I'm sure it's some uh, some of Maryland's finest, or do you have something from a little farther away this week? Uh, it's a little further away for once. I'm celebrating the arrival of three Floyds to Maryland, Ooh. and one of my loyal uh, Travel on Points readers, uh, David Warniak, thank you. This beer is for you. Um, he sent me a three Floyds gumball head, which is a American wheat Hell and it is uh, delicious. I had it for the first time in Chicago a few years ago. A wonderful beer, and uh, it's uh, really good to have this coming to Maryland now. How about you, Jeff? What do you have tonight? Well, first of all, I had that gumball head from Three Floyds because I am also super excited that they've started distributing to this area. And I, if people follow us on social media, they probably saw that I caught on uh, to a guy who had, had tweeted about a delivery at the beer shop he was working at, DC Beer on Twitter, retweeted it. I connected with him, and I got there just as they were taking it off the truck. So I got some great uh, Three Floyds beers there, but I just had my first of that gumball head the other day, and I I was shocked at how it smells exactly like a gumball. Yes, and it's. it's I mean, it doesn't taste tremendously like a gumball. It tastes like a pale ale, and it has some of those sweet flavors to it. But the smell is like dead-on gum. So I have to assume that they named that after they brewed it, and they smelled it, and they were like, "Well, that's a gumball." 
Yeah, it uh, it it's one of those beers that the the you're right. The flavor profile is not that way, but the the smell you get is you're dumping it in your glass and drinking it or, or sipping it out of the can. It's exactly like the name. It smells like a big old giant gumball. Yeah. So tonight I also have a beer that was sent to me by a friend, and this is uh, going to be exciting news for you because I'm not sure you know this, but she also sent you some of these beers. So the next time we see each other in a couple of weeks here, uh, I've got a, a few beers for you. But uh, it is a New England India Pale Ale called M43 from the New Orthodox India Pale Ale series, and that is from Old Nation Brewing Company, which is in Michigan, which is where she is, and that's Caroline Lupini. So thank you, Caroline. I've got it uh, here on the screen because we are recording video this week. So I don't know. Maybe that'll get out to you, or maybe you'll just hear it on the podcast here. But it's a, a pretty good New England pale ale, not I mean, a New England IPA from uh, not New England. So that's what I, I've got going here tonight. I did see that update on uh, your Instagram post on Miles and Pints uh, this week, and I was super excited to see we had some delicious IPAs coming to us. People know how much I love IPAs, right? I I think that word is already spread that you can make Derek happy with an IPA or two. Yeah, and she sent three different styles of IPA from the same brewery, so you've got some good stuff coming to you when we uh, get together to record with a brewery out in Loudoun County, Virginia. That's Perfect. what's coming up next for our brewery series. Looking forward to it. But for tonight, let's get away from beer and get into miles, points, and travel rewards with credit cards. And I'm going to let you uh, start out here with Amex and some things that have been going on with these. We've talked the past couple episodes about the crazy amount of different credits they're putting out there on different cards, and it has not all gone smoothly. Yeah, I think the theme for tonight, if anyone wants a theme, the too long didn't read version, there's really big IT problems going on all over credit card promos right now. In last month's Miles and Points with Pints episode, we we had just broken the news about the uh, Amex restaurant credits across almost all co-branded cards that had come out, I believe, the week before that episode was released, and we were super excited about it. Most Amex co-branded cards suddenly had more restaurant credits in 2021 than their respective annual fee. Getting paid in in money at restaurants to hold a card is is a win in my book, right? Yeah, I'll take all those cards. If they if they're going to give me more than the annual fee costs, you would think, but wait, there's more, right? So, a month later, there's issues all over the place. Uh, a lot of people, especially ones that burned Restaurant credits in that first week of February, specifically February 2nd to about the 6th, and also people that use that platinum credit uh, at PayPal that's good through June for $30 a month. Those have not arrived at all. It's just like there's a black hole in that first week of February, and MX has no way to credit those amounts yet. So if you have credits for restaurants and or your MX platinum uh, PayPal credit in that February 2nd to 6th or 7th time frame. Fret not, you're not alone. There's tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people in the same boat as you. 
They should arrive soon, we hope. If not, there's many data points of people chatting with Amex or calling Amex, and customer service representatives have been manually applying, especially the the PayPal credit for $30. I, I know personally, Jeff, I don't know what your success has been. The credits for uh, my wife Sarah and I in February were fairly slow. In March, they started some post at the same time, the charge posts, so we'd spend money at a restaurant, you know, 5 10 or $20 would come off immediately. Similar swipes, because my wife and I would obviously play with, pay with separate credit cards, so we would maximize that benefit at the same restaurant. In certain circumstances, my credit came within 24 hours, and we're still waiting for Sarah's two and three weeks later. So I don't know what your personal experiences have been for the restaurant credits, but they're sort of all over the map personally for us. So it's almost like they half figured out they had a problem and fixed it, but didn't all the way fix it. So who knows what will happen going forward. It, It may be a struggle getting some of these credits in. I personally don't. I think I didn't do my restaurant credits in February, which is terrible. But I thought about it those last couple days, and I didn't have the cards with me when I was at restaurants. And it's just, I have a 5 a 10 and a $15 offer, and I think I let them go in February, which I'm not proud of. But I did, I really had a terrible February, because we'll talk about the, the Hyatt points when we get down to Chase, and I didn't end up doing that one either. So I let a lot of points go in February, so I'm not proud of that. But I still, you know, I did my PayPal, and I, I'll get better this month, I hope. I promise. We all we all aren't perfect, you know. That's 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 the name of the game. You you strive to strive to do as much as you can. We all can't be perfect all the time. Uh, on that note, though, Jeff, I know that me personally, I try and get as many data points for myself as I can, and I can share to our listeners that loading your Chick Fil A account on on mobile is get, uh, receiving the credit. Loading your Dunk Duncan formerly Dunkin' Donuts account, on mobile is receiving the credit. We did not have any luck getting a credit for loading our Starbucks account on mobile. It came up as e-gift cards uh, and an internet purchase rather than a restaurant. So the ones I am aware of that work, if last minute, pull out a card and just start loading from your cell phone, uh, you can load your Chick-fil-A account or your Dunkin' account, and I'm sure there's many more, uh, but Starbucks did not work for us. And it sounds like that's just going to depend on who runs the the gift card or the e-gift card program for those processors, what works and what doesn't. But we'll get more information on that as the year goes out. And again, a reminder, if you do need to spend those credits, if you take all your cards out and just buy some small gift cards at a restaurant, that should trigger it with no problem. Well, with some problems if you have to get Amex to, to credit them to you. But it shouldn't be anything that's questioned by Amex when you call them up. On the other side of things, not for the current card holders, but if you're looking at getting a new Amex card, there's been some good news in the past week or so. And that is they have put out some massive referral offers. And these offers are better through referral. And they've also put up some big bonuses for the person referring these cards. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So one of the first ones we saw is the Amex Personal Gold. The current public offer and the current offer for affiliate is 60,000 Amex membership rewards. 
when the card was first revamped back in 2018, a, a really good increased offer was 50000 It was standard to be 40000 at that time. They're currently offering via referrals, personal referrals, grab one from your player too, uh, find a friend or family member that can give you one, or find some nice person on the internet and get a 75000 membership reward sign-up offer on the personal gold. As you mentioned, there's also increased referral offers for the referrer of the card. Uh, and on an MX Gold Personal, if you refer gold to gold, you can get up to 30,000 points. I believe the Biz Platinums have 20,000. Personal Platinums have 20,000. Um, and there's all kinds. Uh, the BBP business card has 15,000. So it's really easy right now to refer for a personal gold for seventy-five thousand, and the person referring can get anywhere between fifteen and thirty thousand themselves, which is just fantastic. That's a lot of points, a lot of oh, membership God. rewards points, especially in a two-player situation. Oh gosh, I mean, if you can get a player two referral for a seventy-five k gold, that's a hundred and five thousand membership rewards as soon as you hit that four thousand dollar spin, which you also have six months to hit. So they're also, and I, I failed to mention this, as part of this current offer, they're also giving you a $200 statement credit at some various home furnishing stores uh, like Bed Bath & Beyond and other places. So incredible offers, and like you say, in, in two-person mode, 105,000 MRs for the personal gold for one referral and signing up for one card. It, it doesn't get better than that. And let me tell you why I'm excited about this, because in the 10 plus years that I've been doing this, I've had well over 100 different credit cards. And I looked at my spreadsheet today and realized I have never had a personal card from American Express. Would you what, believe what? that? Yeah, I've had <laughs> I've had a business gold. I've had a Delta gold card. I've had um, the platinum authorized user gold card. But I have never had a personal gold card, which is great because, as many people know, Amex does impose a lifetime rule on a lot of their credit cards. So if you've had that certain credit card before, most times you cannot get that bonus. So for me to have this open to me, and of course my wife is going to refer me from one of her Amex cards, we're going to be getting a whole lot of membership rewards points here in our household. So it sounds like uh, about 100,000 plus MRs are going to be uh, inbound to the Brownson house tonight. Absolutely. You gotta love it. And for people that are unfamiliar with Amex membership rewards, they're they're as valuable or more valuable than Chase Ultimate Rewards. They have a, a very large array of travel partners, uh, and I I personally value them at north of two cents each. So when we're talking a hundred and five thousand points for a referral and one card opening, you're talking about a value of you know twenty one hundred bucks or more. Uh, for opening one credit card. It, if you're eligible, this is an awesome, awesome opportunity to dip your toes in the Amex waters. Yeah, they're one of the big three. Amex, Chase, and City are the big three transferable points. Um, there's a few others coming in now, but those are the the ones that if you have, if you can build up the balances and have a few hundred thousand of those points, there's not too many airlines that you can't fly or book an award ticket on by transferring to at least a partner. So it's it's one of the great programs to have your toes in and, and one of the nicest to deal with in my experience as far as That's customer right. service and, and their handling of their customers. 
and you just shared your good news and how you're eligible for a card, let me tell you about the little fun, exciting news in the Die household. Sarah, wink, 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 last night signed up for a brand new Biz Platinum card. It had an increased referral offer for 110,000 membership rewards. I referred her for my Biz Platinum that I received a few months ago for a 20,000 point referral. Unfortunately, we had no 30,000 MX Gold referral spots left. But I referred her 20,000. She got the Biz Platinum last night for 110,000. So for that one sign up, uh, 130,000 membership rewards inbound to the Die household. The card is arriving like usual from Amex. Another reason they're amazing. We signed up last night around 7 p.m. The card will be here on the UPS truck tomorrow. So less than a 48-hour uh, turnaround. So you can start doing that spending right away. And once we hit these spends, I think uh, you and I and uh, Sarah and Chrissy are going to have to start booking some more trips. Oh, yeah. And I'd be remiss to not talk about these two affect us personally uh, with these new signups or soon to be signups, but there are other increased referral offers that we should we should discuss. There are referral offers for a seventy thousand uh, biz gold card, uh, and that's again a very high offer. Uh, it's been as high as seventy five thousand. That typically takes a ten thousand dollar minimum spend, and these referrals are are lower. Uh, there's also a 50,000-point MX green card personal referral, which again comes with that $200 statement credit, which just blows my mind because the MX green card only has a $150 annual fee. So they Yeah, I was going to say that, that I mean, the 50,000 points is a pretty good sign-up bonus for a card with that low of an annual fee, but then they took it a step further and they're just like, and we'll give you more credits than you're paying us an annual fee. Absolutely. I saw saw our buddy Mark Osterman over at Miles to Memories signed up for the MX Green from his wife's referral. 30,000 referral to a 50,000 Green and then the $200 statement credit for uh, going to Bed Bath & Beyond or somewhere else where you could pick up a a few things that would essentially be cash equivalents. And he, he made the valid point that they're paying you $50 in addition to the other benefits you get from the green, for for eighty thousand membership rewards with the referral, it's you know again at two points each, or at two cents each, that's sixteen hundred dollars or more plus fifty bucks after the annual fee. That's just nuts, good, right? Yeah, uh, it's not very often that a credit card company will pay you to get their card and give you all the benefits of their higher end cards. I don't. Yeah. I, Amex has been doing it a little bit. Um, Chase has been given us some credits probably not quite there where amex is but it's a it's definitely a good time to be looking at getting some new cards and taking advantage of those benefits on the cards you have right and before we move on to chase and them trying to keep up with amex which has been the theme for the last year or so uh, the last thing to talk about in the last month is the increased offers which are worthy of mentioning uh, for sky pesos i mean um, sky miles delta (laughs) sky miles the public offers via your favorite blog, uh, or uh, you can also get a referral from your player too, or a friend or family, are all Delta cards, all various levels, the gold, the platinum, the reserve, and the business versions of each have increased sign-up bonuses between 70 and 90,000 miles. The business versions also come with a $200, up to a $200 statement credit um, 
for your first purchase. So uh, 90,000 Delta Sky Miles, that is on the Platinum and the Biz Platinum version of the Delta cards. Again, really, really good sign-up bonuses there. Certainly not as versatile as Amex membership rewards, but if you're a Delta loyalist or you have some international trips where you could take advantage of their Sky Team partners, it's definitely worthy of a, of a look, especially with those $200 statement credits on the business cards. And especially if you've already had some of these membership rewards cards and you're not eligible to get them, the Delta cards might be something else that you could go for. If you haven't had any of these cards, I would definitely say go for the membership rewards cards first, especially with those higher referral bonuses, because those points will be more valuable for you most likely. But you want to be aware of those Delta cards if you're if you're looking for some new cards that you haven't had before and you can fly Delta or the Sky Team partners pretty regularly. But let's Absolutely. move on. Yep. Let's take a look at Chase because they're finally maybe making some moves, I guess. Maybe, 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 maybe. We hope so. The Dr. Credit earlier in March broke the news that, and they're typically 100% right on these, so I assume it's more than a rumor. Uh, they broke the news that Chase will increase the Chase Sapphire preferred sign-up back to the 80,000 points we saw late last year, but it will also include the existing $50 grocery credit uh, as part of that sign-up bonus. In my mind, the bigger news, as good as the 80,000 CSP offer is, the bigger news is the 60,000 sign-up bonus for the Chase Sapphire Reserve. I don't know your thoughts, Jeff, but I, I think... Does it go far enough? I don't know. But I will say it's great to see Chase finally changing that card a little bit, considering we haven't seen anything as a sign-up bonus above the 50000 mark that it's been since, I believe, mid-2017 when it came down from the 100000 sign-up bonus. And it's just a, a tiny amount. I guess not tiny, 10,000 points higher than the 50000 but at least it shows that they care about it and they're trying to do something and get a little interest in it. And I wouldn't be surprised for them to kick up a little interest here, get a few people to apply and then see them do something major with the benefits um, or with the sign-up offer or with a, a reduced annual fee or something to try to get a bunch more people into that card. I think it's been hugely valuable for people, especially during the pandemic when they're using those uh, 1.5 cents per point to pay themselves back for charges or to book travel for future travel. So it's a great card to have, especially now when airfares are cheap enough that using the redemption at one and a half cents per point makes sense for a lot of especially economy tickets. So I, I hope this is a signal in the right direction that Chase is going to be pushing some changes through on these, these Sapphire cards because they are desperately in need of a refresh. But it's good at least to see the bonus come up and that grocery cut it on the, on the Sapphire Preferred. 100% agree. I think, personally, my take on it is they're at least bringing the CSR back in the conversation. I know on Travel on Points, while I love the CSR and Sarah still has a CSR that we've held since she got the 100,000-point sign-up bonus, it's hard to recommend it to to beginners or people that are eligible when it's 50,000 points when the when the CSP was 60,000 and allows for uh the referrals you can get 75,000 points a year in referrals whereas the CSR hasn't had referrals for many 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 years so my point uh, especially with beginners 
you almost have to take the CSP initially because you, you got higher points and then you could refer your player to. Now, again, not a, not a huge increase, only 10,000, but the combo of an extra 10,000 points on the CSR plus the higher redemption, one and a half cents per point, either via pay yourself back or in the chase portal. I still think the CSP wins because it's, again, a higher referral and you can refer your player to, but at least it's back in the conversation. And I feel like from a, from a newbie standpoint, it hasn't been there for at least two years. Yeah, and people start thinking about it again, and maybe one player gets that, and one player gets the uh, preferred, so you kind of split it, but you have the redemption options of the higher-end card, and it's not it doesn't hurt as much. You don't give up as many points when you're doing it that way. So, again, hopefully we'll see more coming out about that. Chase has had some IT problems, too, the same way Amex things haven't been posting, with their Hyatt cards. And we, we briefly talked about this before when I mentioned I hadn't gotten around to doing the 50 swipes in February, but it looks like even if I had, I may not have the points yet. Yeah, I was really, really hoping that these 5,000, up to 5,000 bonus points on a Hyatt card for up, for up to 50 swipes in the month of February, they would begin posting with people's March Hyatt statements as as their credit card statement cut. I haven't seen a single DP of these points posting for anyone. Sarah's Hyatt card posted on March 9th, no sign of the points as of this recording. So I know the terms state six to eight weeks for those to be received. The terms and conditions almost never apply in these bonus point categories, either for signups or ongoing bonus points. So it's anyone's guess at this point when they'll show up. I'm honestly surprised though the uh we're now you know more than two weeks since this uh period for the spend and the swipes ended so i'm really shocked that they haven't posted for anyone yeah we'll have to see what happens with that i i think you'll eventually get the points you may have to ask for them but it's who knows when those will come so people who are hoping for those to post quickly so they could book some low-end stays or needed a little bit extra for a higher-end stay are just waiting 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 for that couple yeah. other quick things on Chase before we move on. Don't need to talk too much about them, but we have uh, the quarter two uh, freedom categories were announced, gas stations and home improvement, which is for anyone who's been playing this game for at least a little bit, looks at those two categories and thinks easy, 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 because both gas stations and home improvement stores like Home Depot um, or Lowe's sell a bunch of different gift cards. So whatever your spend needs to go to, whether it's restaurants or whether it's a a variety of things, you can probably buy gift cards at your gas station or your home improvement store and hit that $1,500 and spend for the bonus. Yeah, you can, uh, if if you're one of those people that procrastinate, don't procrastinate this quarter. Pull those cards out on April 1st, try and knock that spend out by the end of the first week of April, and then forget about it for the rest of the quarter. Easy, easy spend, $1,500 per card. Go grab some gift cards uh, where you want to do your shopping or grab some Visa gift cards for paying bills or what have you, but that's an easy quarter. Another thing that's coming up, Jeff, in the Chase world is the pay yourself back promotion for the ultimate rewards cards, the Freedoms, the Sapphires, and the the, uh, Inc. Preferred. That is scheduled to go through April 30th. All indications say that it is a permanent fixture 
on those cards, although I don't believe it's officially been confirmed by Chase. But there is also rumors that those categories may be changing after 430. Um, I don't know how much that affects most people. I know a lot are, are cashing out, but a lot of other people are stockpiling ultimate rewards points for bookings in the future. Any thoughts? Uh, are you okay with the current categories of grocery and home improvement for the Sapphires? Uh, what are your thoughts there? So I think those are good categories for when you're home and people have been home. So they're spending money doing projects at home. They're buying groceries instead of spending out at restaurants. And I think maybe Chase is looking at this and saying, oh, people are going to be starting to go out and starting to do other things. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a, a restaurants creep up there or a travel creep up there. I mean, it is largely a travel card. So to see some sort of redemption at 1.5 cents for travel wouldn't be out of the realm of things. And I think that they're they're looking to make these changes because they're seeing that the world is going to change and people are going to start leaving their houses a little bit more. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. I think it is great that they're potentially going to make that a permanent feature of the card. I think it's a great feature. I don't know if people will use it as much, not in a pandemic. I think a lot of people cashed out points because they knew they could keep earning and they weren't going to travel for this year. And as people look forward and start booking vacations again, they may not be as quick to cash out those points. But it's nice to have that available as an option. And I think people enjoy that feature. So it's good to see them keeping that. Very well said. I think I, I, I essentially agree with everything you said in terms of those were my thoughts as well, uh, even though we hadn't communicated about that off the show. So I think you're 100% correct. And if they do make changes, I think it's because Chase believes, as you said, that people are spending their money in other ways. Yeah, and I think that's a, a good example of how we can read each other's minds when we're drinking and talking about points. And that's how I knew exactly what you were going to say there. And Bingo. It's, it's the beer that helps. <laughs> of course, of course. Helps everything. So, Jeff, the big announcement in February that had everyone buzzing, you and I talked about it, you and I both did it, was Brex. I mm -hmm. called it in Travel on Points the probably the deal of the year. There's always one of those. A couple years ago, it was the 9,000 points per Iberia flight. People were booking the $9 fares for 9,000 points and yada, 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 and get flying to Europe for like five bucks. Uh, if only business. we could go there now. I know. If only I we know. Could go there now. I think the early candidate for 2021 deal of the year was the Brex business cash offer for $1,100 or 110,000 air miles for a $3,000 spend for this quasi credit card, quasi bank account, Brex business cash. We were gung-ho about it. You and I both signed up for it. I signed up for it twice with two of my businesses. Again, IT issues, delays everywhere. People are not happy, right? What was your experience? And maybe the banks have just gotten together this year and said, if like it's hard to do things, so maybe if we all just have IT issues, then people will get used to it. Maybe that's their goal. I don't know. Maybe. Or, or maybe they all use the same IT person that City does because yeah, maybe. It's, it's been an ongoing problem for City. <laughs> oh, I hope not. I really hope not. <laughs> I hope that's not the way we're headed. Yeah. But I, I mean, I did, like you mentioned, I signed up for the card or for the account that comes with this sort of debit-ish card. And I, now that, 
I, we're talking about this. I don't think I ever got the card. I was approved for the account or it said I was approved for the account. I haven't done, I haven't put money in it or haven't done any spending yet because there wasn't a, a super short limit on that. So I need, that's one of my things I need to get on. Like I said, uh, February wasn't a great miles and points month for me. So hopefully March is going to be better here. We're halfway through it already, but um, we'll, I'll, I'll get some things in before the end of the month here and, and into April when I have to start looking at finances a little bit more to get taxes in. So you're going to finish this podcast episode with a whole homework list because you've already got like three things to do. I guess that's a good thing, right? We're talking about points and and getting free points and free cash. So that's good. I mean, I already had the list. I just haven't done the things on it yet. So it's, I mean, it's easy for me to know what I have to do because I've got a list sitting right next to me of the things that I have to do. And right at the top of it is Brex, do Brex spending. So there you go. Well, for those that didn't procrastinate like Jeff, the updates on Brex are that we're, a lot of us are in limbo. We were technically approved for the account, maybe, kind of. Uh, and we don't have access to our account because it's still in review, whatever that means. Other and maybe that's were, what happened to me. I don't yeah, know. Maybe it I might should be. go check. Right, yeah. Other people were not approved for it and are fully pending a review. And everything I've heard from our Brex affiliate manager is that they are weeks and weeks and weeks behind. And they are a small uh, unit of overworked people at this point trying to get through these as quickly as possible. So sit tight. I had three or four data points and travel on points today as we're recording this podcast that they are still pending review. And it's been almost a month at this point, maybe longer than a month. So if you haven't been approved, just sit tight. Brex knows that it's an issue. Uh, They are working on it. And there's really no update on the timeline, but just sit tight again. As soon as they approve you, you should be approved. As soon as you're approved, you'll have 90 days to hit a $3,000 spin, which is not bad at all. So just be ready to go as soon as they approve you. And we've seen that time and time again over the years with airlines and hotels and banks and, I mean, even crazy things like restaurants and various things. Whenever they have a really good, ridiculous promotion, they are almost never prepared for it. From an IT perspective, from a staffing perspective, from a... I mean, I went to a... I went to a biscuit place here in Falls Church that opened today and they their hours are 8 to 3 p.m. and at 11:50 they were already done taking orders for the day cuz they were out of biscuits. So they they did a great job of hyping things up. I'm super excited to get a biscuit from them. I'm had a sample at a little pop-up they did and I will absolutely go back tomorrow morning. But they weren't quite prepared for how excited people were going to be about Southern style biscuits here in in the DC area. Well, now I'm starving. So yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, I'm gonna set an alarm and get up tomorrow morning and go get a biscuit, and then probably come back and go to bed. Well, you're probably gonna need to go get me one now that I'm starving and want a Southern style biscuit. So I'll get you one too, and then I'll eat that as well. Since ah, we're, perfect. We're not that close. I would expect nothing less. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Um, One last thing on Brex, and then we're going to wrap up the portion of the show with credit cards and banks. The all data points are showing for those of you that have been approved but have yet not got the 80,000-point bonus. The 80,000-point bonus through the One Mile at a Time affiliate link requires only the 1,000 spend. After you hit that 1,000 spend, the the 80,000-point bonus is typically posting to your account 
the following Tuesday or Wednesday after you hit that spin. So if you hit it on a Wednesday and it's now Friday or Saturday or Sunday and you're starting to get worried, have no fear. It's completely normal. Apparently these same overworked staffers are also manually adding these one mile at a time, 80,000 point bonuses. So they apparently use Tuesdays and Wednesdays to process those. I did the deal twice. I was luckily instantly approved for both. And both of my 80,000 point bonuses posted on Wednesdays following spins the prior week. So have no fear. They will show up. It may just take up to a week for those to happen. So it may take you a little bit to get approved for the account, but unlike... Amex and Chase, they will actually post your points and you won't have to wonder where they are. I did get those points and the money is now safely in my bank account and all is well for me personally. So all just, right. just stay patient. It's worth the wait. Trust me. And that's enough on credit cards. That's always the, the majority of our shows when we do these because a, a lot of things change week to week in the credit card world. But let's talk about hotels and airlines. We've got a few things to run through fairly quickly here with airlines, and a lot of it involves them doing away with planes, or I guess not doing away with, but them do- talking about s- stopping flying some of these bigger planes, or continuing to fly bigger planes, or adding classes, or what's going on in the airline world. I thought it was really, really, really funny. You know, like the 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 Middle East three, Qatar. Emirates, Etihad, you know, they're, they're competitors. They're close in proximity in the region there. They're, they're clearly competitors. I love how they just like, they don't hold any punches, you know, they just go right for the jugular. Mm-hmm. So Etihad says, unfortunately, we're discontinuing the A380s. They're way too big. We don't, in, you know, they're gas guzzlers. We don't envision needing to pack, you know, up to 600 plus people on an airplane we're not flying them anymore what do you expect emirates to do you would think yeah if our competitor thinks it's a terrible decision to fly these monstrosities and i say that lovingly because i love the 380 but if if they think it's a terrible business decision to do it it's a terrible business decision nope within 24 hours emirates they're coming back as quickly as they can if you can't fly it with them, you can come fly it with us. Shrewd business yep. practice. If it uh, if it works, Jeff, I don't know what your thoughts are. Personally, I don't I don't think I see the need for these massive double decker planes anytime in the near future. No, and they're far too expensive to have sitting on the ground. I don't know where they're all going to go. Maybe some low cost carrier is going to pick a few up cheap and and be flying people around and on two-hour flights on A380s. Probably not worth it for that either. But, that I mean, that would be super fun if you were... Can you imagine, like, you're over in Southeast Asia and you have to take an hour flight from from Thailand to Malaysia or something and you hop on an A380 and, be awesome. and make that flight? That would I would love that. So any, any carriers who are listening to the show, that's my suggestion. Pick up these planes while they're cheap and keep them in the air. But they are, I mean, we've seen it coming for a long time. Airlines are saying that it's not profitable to fly these planes unless, and maybe not even, if they are crazy full. 
and they have to have a ton of passengers on them and they can't have all booked award tickets or super cheap flights. So they can't just sell them off cheap. They have to actually book some full price tickets on that. And that's hard to do in normal times, certainly hard to do now when we don't know when travel is going to come back in full. So to put one of those in the air right now, it is not going to be anywhere close to full. And I think Emirates is just doing this as a haha to Etihad. And I think like it'll get them some publicity and yeah, they'll have the big cool plane up in the air, but it's certainly going to be a loss leader for them. They're not going to make money doing it. Right. And for us award travelers, obviously, one of the biggest, I guess, one of the worst things about losing the A380 is some of the iconic seats available to us award travelers. You know, the you think of the... Um, that the residents and the apartment and those types of things, there really just isn't room on the 787 and the, and the A350 for those massive suites. So those may be gone to history. You know, uh, we may never see those again. And it's a good example of if you see a, a first class that you want to fly, get on it as soon as you can, because I have never flown those and now I'll never have the chance to and it makes me sad because they're but I always thought you know someday I'll get on that and I never made the effort to book it and now it's probably gone forever and I'll have to hope that something else cool comes up um, we do have uh, Lufthansa is hoping to add first class to their A350s which is a I mean a significantly smaller plane but when we've seen so many airlines taking away first class or taking away these larger planes, we've seen Cathay Pacific pulling first class from, or did they pull first class from everything at this point? I think during the pandemic, or maybe I'm making that up, but they, they at least have pulled their first class from a lot of routes to the U S at this point to see Lufthansa saying, no, we're going to, we're going to stick with it and keep first class on these planes and hoping to add it to more planes is kind of exciting because Although I don't fly first class all the time, I love that it's an option if you want to have that super fancy and over-the-top trip. Yeah, and I know Lufthansa specifically, you know, it's one of those iconic experiences that us award travelers, you know, it's one of the holy grails of our world, flying Lufthansa first and getting to experience the first class terminal in Frankfurt. I haven't done that either. I have flown Lufthansa first out of Munich coming home from Oktoberfest, and the first class lounge there was fantastic. So I can only imagine what the terminal is like in Frankfurt. So to have them hopefully adding that to these planes and keeping them in the air for many years to come will give me an opportunity to do that. And like I said, I'm going to do that sooner rather than later because you never know when it's not going to be there anymore. Absolutely. It's like everything else in our world, right? If you see a deal or you see an opportunity that's too good to last, don't go to bed without doing it, booking it, what have you, because it could be gone tomorrow, literally. And now that the pandemic has happened, a lot of this stuff is gone forever, and it's to be no more. One last update, and then we'll move on to the hotel world. Uh, Just a reminder, the only current U.S. carrier that continues to block middle seats is Delta, uh, and that continues through April 30th. So if you're you're worried about that middle seat being uh, full with a stranger, uh, book Delta through the end of April. They're the only U.S. carrier uh, still blocking that middle seat. With that, we move on to hotels. Jeff, why don't you tell us a little bit about the ongoing Marriott promotion? Well, they've got their 
double elite knights and double points that we talked about before is still going the it has been possible for people to register for that when we last talked it was an it absolute catastrophe and no one could register for it unless you contacted them on twitter i think was the way to do it at that point but they you have been able to register people are seeing those elite knights post we're used to being bonvoyed by marriott and we We're used to having to fight for our points and our stays if, if we stay with them. So definitely keep keep an eye on those accounts. But uh, that program is still going on. We've got some smaller programs from Hilton and IHG with uh, a couple thousand, 2,000 points per night and 5,000 for every fifth night with Hilton. And that goes through the 2nd of May. And then IHG is 2,000 points per two nights through the end of March. Neither of those are huge promotions, but I mean, if you're going to stay with those hotels, any extra points, you'll take them. I mean, register for the promotions in case you have a stay. We just realized today on our spring break trip, we actually, we go in about a week and a half. And my wife said to me just before we we started to record this, uh, do we have a hotel in Kansas City? And I said, um, no, we talked about it. We looked at Airbnbs, we looked at hotels, we never actually booked anything, so I need to, that's that's on my never-ending list of things to do at the end of the podcast. Homework. 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 Yes. <laughs> so that's one of the things I'll be doing. But, I mean, will uh, those promos, really most of the promos going on, will they make me choose that hotel over another hotel? Probably not for a couple of nights. But if I'm going to stay anyway, I want to make sure that I'm registered for those promotions to get the extra points. It's nice that they're throwing a little bit extra at us. Especially the Hilton and IHG promotions you mentioned. Certainly yeah. not worth working for them. But again, free points if you're planning to stay anyway. Yeah, and Hyatt's got a, a similar promo, but we talked about this on previous episodes. That Hyatt has the 2,000 bonus points per two nights. It's 2,500 points if you're a Hyatt credit card holder per two nights. But... Hyatt points are a lot more valuable than a Hilton point or an IHG point. You can get hotels for a lot less points. So 2,000 Hyatt points is worth a lot more than 2,000 IHG or 2,000 Hilton points. So this is a promotion that is a little more interesting. If you stay 10 nights, you're going to earn a Category 1 through 4 certificate that's valid for the next six months. So Hyatt is, at face value, if you look at these promotions, it doesn't look that much better But if you understand the value of these points, Hyatt is really upping the game here and putting out something that that may get people to switch over and book a a Hyatt stay rather than their Hilton stay or their ISG stay. Yeah, if you're staying at those Cat 1 Hyatts that are 5,000 points a night, for every four nights you stay, either at the same property or a different property, consecutive nights or not consecutive nights, just four nights during the promo period through June 15th, you would, you would earn a Cat 1 stay for free by two 2,500-point bonuses if you have the credit card. So essentially, every fifth night is free at a Cat 1 during this promotion. That's a 20% return. That's pretty good in my book. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. So nothing super exciting coming out from the hotel programs, nothing super exciting coming out from the airlines. If you're looking at flights, especially domestic in the U.S., we've had some crazy 
cheap airfares coming out for Pi Day just a few days ago, uh, March 14th or 3.14. United did a sale for $31.41, which is the first four digits of Pi. You could fly a whole bunch of places. There were a ton of flights out of the D.C. area. And then American, of course, didn't announce it, but they jumped right on that and matched a lot of those prices. So some super cheap flights. I was looking today. There were flights all the way to L.A. for $117 out of D.C. I could get up to Boston for like $105. And these are round-trip flights in economy. So if you want to travel domestically, take a look at flights because there's still some very, very cheap flights. Although there aren't big promos going with miles or huge promos going um, with the hotels, you can book some cheap cash flights or book them through those portals with the the chase points or uh, at if you have that CSR at 1.5 cents per point. Some great deals to be had in economy airfare throughout the U.S. And I think... That's a great segue to the next point, Jeff, and I would agree with you that there are great deals to be had on cash fares, but I'm not sure how much longer they're going to be here because we're starting to see the amount of travelers increase exponentially on a daily basis. Yeah, hundreds of thousands of more people than uh, even just a few weeks ago. Correct. Are traveling yeah. now, coming through the TSA checkpoints. We've seen the highest numbers since pre-pandemic this week. So, yeah, I mentioned those those cheap airfares and seeing a lot of those uh, around the U.S. But as travel picks back up, those are going to go away really quickly. So, if you're looking to book something, now's the time to look and travel as soon as possible as things are just going to get more and more crowded as time goes into time goes on and we get into late spring and summer here it's economics folks right as demand goes up prices will go up because there's only so many seats to be filled Um, so if you if you think you can travel this summer or you're going to travel this summer you're going to travel this fall book those flights now i would almost guarantee prices right now are cheaper than they will be when you're looking in several months because the travel explosion that we're about to see, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, is probably going to be unprecedented. And as you alluded to, the TSA numbers are already pre-pandemic. I can only imagine the growth we're going to see in the next six months. It's going to be historically uh, unbelievable, I do believe. And the reason we're seeing that is because things are getting a little bit safer here in the U.S. We're seeing a lot more people get vaccinated. We looked just before recording here, and we're up to 21.4% of the U.S. population has been vaccinated at this point. It's growing uh, 2.4 million people per day. I haven't got shots yet. You haven't got shots yet. I have not, no. But, and, I mean, I'll take one anytime. If anyone is listening to the show and wants to give me <laughs> the the vaccines, I will fly to wherever you are and I will take them. But we're seeing people, more and more people get vaccinated. And it's been referred to in a few different places as revenge travel, because they couldn't go anywhere for the past year. And they're going to get back at that by doing some extra trips. So we're going to see bookings just increase more and more as that fully vaccinated number goes up and up in the US, I'm sure. And I think for anyone doubting us that travel is going to go crazy and fares will go up exponentially soon, Jeff, think about the difference in our outlook on vaccines since the last miles and points with pints in February, a month ago. 
at 2.4 million a day, we're talking about, you know, 70 million people being vaccinated. If that happens again, we're, you know, we're going to go from 21.4% of the entire population. You add on another 70 million in the next month, and we're going to be up in that 60% range of the country. It's, it's really good to see. And, uh, I, I'm looking forward to the next 30 days personally. And I think, you know, we can only go up from here. The numbers are already good. They're only going to get better every single day. But with that is going to come increasing prices. So either book your travel now uh, with cash for low cash fares or book your hotels. Um, National parks, I guarantee, are going to be packed this summer. So if you're planning on national parks, book those hotels now. Book the cabins in the parks now. Reserve camping spots now because, you know, let another 100 million people be vaccinated in the next six weeks, and everyone is going to be planning their June to, you know, September vacations. And start looking international, too, because as we're seeing more and more people getting vaccinated, we're also seeing countries start to open up. I just read uh, a couple of days ago about Belize, for example, has opened up. If you have had the your full dose of the vaccine, that's both vaccines for the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine, that's the single dose for the Johnson & Johnson one, and then you wait an additional two weeks, you can now travel to Belize with no COVID test required, no quarantine, they just let you in. And we're going to see more and more countries adopting that as we see some of these electronic vaccine passports take on more traction around the world. And they're going to ask you for the proof. So you're going to have to save that little card. It's one of the I think it's one of the most valuable things you'll have in travel for a while. So definitely don't lose that card when you get vaccinated. But if you are fully vaccinated or if you will be soon, definitely start looking at international and start looking at those trips that you've wanted to take for the places that may be opening up to only vaccinated travelers because it will be safer and it will be less crowded and you will be there with other people who have done the responsible thing and gotten their vaccines as well. That's a, that's a great idea, Jeff, and thanks for pointing that out to all our listeners. Do your homework. If there's somewhere you want to go, do your homework and see if they're opening. Follow the the websites and the travel resources that talk about the countries that are opening uh, to those vaccinated and, and make a plan and book it sooner rather than later. And at this theme, Jeff, in our in our current travel update, the theme is like book now, book now, book now, because <laughs> the, the travel um, mecca is coming. It's also true of rental cars and rental cars are a disaster currently it's going to be even worse this summer and this fall and there's a couple reasons that are snowballing to cause that the one is a lot of people are still only comfortable traveling domestically a lot of places internationally aren't opened up people have kind of rediscovered the road trip and rediscovered America and that there are so many things to see here. You mentioned the national parks. How do you get to most national parks? You drive to them. You drive through them. You take a car. Even if you fly in somewhere, you have to rent a car and get there. And the problem that we're having is that a lot of rental car companies, since they weren't renting cars because nobody was traveling, some have gone bankrupt. Some have cut back a lot A lot of them have sold off a lot of their cars to try to stay afloat. 
So there is going to be, it's not just that they want to charge more because people are traveling, they just won't have the cars. So again, it's a supply and demand problem and cars will get more expensive and you will be shocked at the prices you will see coming up, I think, especially this summer for rental cars. So if you have something, I mean, if you're thinking of going anywhere, I would say book a refundable car reservation as soon as possible like add it to my list for after the podcast i already have my rental booked for spring break but do it as soon as you can you can always cancel but there's it's just gonna go up i i don't see how this can be avoided especially going into this summer and maybe as travel continues to increase in the fall and we get into winter where people generally travel a little bit less in the u.s they'll be able to rebuild those stocks and get back to normal. But I think for the rest of this year, especially, it's going to be a problem with these rental cars. And unfortunately, I I feel like we should give our listeners a disclaimer here. Do not expect a seamless car rental experience for the rest of 2021. I saw numerous data points over the weekend in various groups of person after person after person reporting that they had a pre or not a prepaid reservation but they had a a pre-booked reservation they show up to the rental car counter and i was hearing dps of multi-hour waits for the car rental agencies telling them i know you have a reservation we currently have no cars so and it goes back to that that seinfeld episode so you you know what a reservation is right right exactly (laughs) exactly right but it's all it's not as good as the paper it's not written on right so um, these people were told you have to wait for the next car to come in and then it has to be cleaned it has to be in your fare class or you know we'll have to work something out i was seeing three four five hour waits for your car so absolutely crazy you may want to leave yourself some leeway again not trying to terrify anyone but it's just the reality you may want to leave yourself some leeway between the time you land and where you need to be for something uh, because it may not go smoothly and i know the car the car rental companies want to rent cars probably more than you want to rent them but it's a it's a supply and demand right now and as you mentioned the car fleets are just not where they were pre-pandemic and that's going to be coupled with more travelers than we were seeing pre-pandemic. So it's a really, really bad scenario uh, for car rental this summer and fall. Yeah, and I think, I mean, that's a good way to end the episode. We've got, we have a couple of warnings. We have a couple of tasks. My list is maybe longer than other people's of things that they need to go do. But uh, book those flights if you have anything you're interested in. Book those car rentals as soon as you can. Even if it's expensive, if it's a refundable car rental, it's probably not going to go down and get your vaccines and get out there and we'll we'll hopefully as we do more and more of the the podcast episodes we'll see travel picking up more and more and more and eventually getting back to the levels that we're used to so that's all we have for this week and uh, we hope you enjoyed these updates well we hope you had as much fun listening to those updates from the points and travel worlds as we did talking about them Hopefully you were able to pick up something you missed, or at least get another perspective on a deal or program you were thinking about jumping into. All of the important points and links for things we talked about during our conversation will be in the show notes, so you can pick up anything that you missed the first time through. The easiest place to find those notes is at milesandpints.com. Thanks so much for listening to Miles and Pints, the travel and beer podcast. 
If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe so you can hear all of our new episodes as soon as they're released. Tell your friends and family about us so they can enjoy the show too, and please take a few minutes to leave us a review on your favorite listening platform. In between episodes, you can get more travel and beer content by following at Miles and Pints on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. You can also stop by our Facebook page at facebook.com slash milesandpints. And that's all we have for this episode. Until next time, we hope you find yourselves a little bit of travel, a little bit of beer, and a whole lot of fun.